finally figured out what makes your nose red. Is it pixie dust or, or leprechaun tails? No, it's a tumor. You mean like a magical Christmas tumor? No, a malignant tumor, the base of which is lodged deep within your brain. Oh. Like a happy special... You're going to die. Okay. This, boys and girls, will, 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 will be a classic case of... I have no idea what I'm going to talk about. Oh, it is Saturday, week before Christmas. I, I suppose I should try... Oh, my God, if this comes out around Christmas time, I should be... Yeah, it, this will come out Christmas Day, so I, I better be nicer than usual. Huh? Seems a good idea. Uh, it is December 19th, and I am in Thompson Park... I have no reason to be here. It's cold and nasty. There's kind of a wet rain, uh, wet snow coming down. I'm not going to take a walk around the park. Uh, but I felt I had to do something. I, you know, I, I needed something more to complete the day in terms of tasks and, and, you know, so that I could feel better relaxing and doing nothing and pouring that first glass of wine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, I did something today. Yeah, I can relax now. That kind of feeling. Uh, so, what did I do? Well, my wife wanted to do some grocery shopping, or not grocery shopping, present gift shopping. And uh, so the deal was I would drive her and drop her off at an entrance and just wait for her because the malls will be packed. Uh, we went all the way out to Pickering. It turned out it was a very disappointing uh, shopping mall. Uh, not much there, a lot of people. And we should have kept going all the way to uh, Ajax, but we didn't. And um, I had said when she went in, look, I really don't have anything for you this year. I just don't know what to do, but please, please, please buy something nice for yourself. And, of course, she came out empty-handed. She had said, no, no, I was just too tired. It was gifts for friends she had to get. Uh, She had some success, but... uh, of course, I didn't have any, so I don't know what to do about that. I, I just feel so bad. And always, always, always Christmas Day comes, and she, and she doesn't always even wrap them. She just puts, oh, I just, I saw this shirt. Oh, you know, if you don't like it, I'll take it back. And it's always, I mean, what I'm wearing now, the coat I'm wearing, and, and <sighs> more than half my clothes that I love are things that she's got me. She just knows, and uh, I'm the opposite. I just don't know. And it's not that I'm not trying, but believe me, this is more than a 30-year history of this. And I think previous girlfriends would probably say the same thing. Ken has no taste when it comes to buying things for women. Uh, I, yeah, I know that for a fact. I know. <laughs> I, could, I, could, I could rhyme off the things now that I've bought that have just been, hmm, I liked it. I thought it looked neat. Oh, I like those colors. And the person I gave it to, you know, uh, no, no, sorry. Okay, so anyway, um, came home and there was a package on the table and I thought, ooh, well, it's too small for my book. Now it's the iPhone, the new replacement iPhone. Canada Post has not answered my queries yet about what happened to the last goddamn phone I sent to Japan, paid $107 to ship. And there's no word of it anywhere. And, yeah, there's a case file and so on. Somebody will get back to you. They never do. You send an email to the special agents looking after lost items. They never do. The excuse will be, well, it's Christmas. It's busy. You know, It's the busiest time of year. Yeah, this was sent November 13th. Jesus Christ. I am so pissed off because I know somebody stole that fucking package. It just didn't get lost. Things don't get lost. They get stolen, either out at Pearson or within the Canada Post sorting office. Ooh, this looks good. So, anyway, I get home, and there it is, sent by UPS, and it was sitting on the front doorstep. My son found it. No, no, He didn't hear a bell or anything. It's just sitting, and we've all heard in Toronto, especially this year, they're warning you about porch pirates. Porch pirates. 
who just, you know, swoop up, see something on the porch and run off with it, jump into a car, whatever, run down the road. You see the videos of them taking this shit. I, I'm so pissed off at the fucking dishonest people. Oh, sorry. This was a Christmas. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, no, I'll get. Uh, I'll, I'll end on a much nicer note. Okay, I'm just right now. I gotta vent a little bit. God damn it! I, can't you fucking be on it? You crumb! You piece of shit! You. Come on! There's another fucking way to get through life. And I don't know. There's all kinds of defenders. Yeah, well, you know, you don't understand. You know, you've had all the benefits. You don't know what it's like. <sighs> Anyway, so I just got in the car, got this, grabbed up all the information I needed. I'm going to get this into UPS today and send him an email, this poor guy in Japan, and say it's on its way. And I can be relieved, number one, that it wasn't stolen off our front porch. And number two, I don't have to deal with this anymore. UPS will get it to Japan, get it into his hands. But, of course, I got there at, um, what, 345 and... The door said, closed at 3, not open Sunday. Today is Saturday. So it's Monday morning before I can send it. But I'll send him an email telling him that anyway. There's nothing else I can do. <sighs> so I guess that's why I'm podcasting now. Well, that, that failed, that mission. So uh, what can you do? Oh, start a podcast. There you go. Uh, by the way, I did put out a uh, new YouTube video. I was explaining to Noko, like, I'm doing these things because I just keep forgetting. If you don't do something for a while, it had been three months since the last one. <coughs> Excuse me. Sort of forgetting, okay, how do I get it up onto YouTube? How do I you know, export it through this thing? What program am I using even, you know? But uh, got it done. Got it done. Took a few tries because uh, it just wasn't uploading for some reason. But uh, there is a YouTube up on the bowl, on the basement bar Scarborough Dude, just go for Scarborough Dude, and uh, this one is called Souvenirs. I picked random items, and uh, it was kind of fun. The phone shut down, you know, three-quarters of the way through, and I had to put another clip and splice them together, and that was fun, even though it was not a clean splice. It's just sort of one fades into the other. Oh, that conversation faded out in the middle, and this one started in the middle, but it's all good. It's all good. All right. So, uh, yeah. Listen to uh, Slugor. We have not heard from Slugor for so long. And it was kind of funny because he said, you know, I want to talk about the software I'm using. Uh, SketchUp or something. That rhymes with ketchup. I think I already remembered that. Sketch it. Anyway, something he's getting really, really proficient at and really enjoying and really giving him a tremendous amount of satisfaction, and that's great, and said if Scarborough Dude can go on forever on every damn podcast about his book, I can do this too, and for justification. And I said, you bet you. You bet your booty you can, Doug. And uh, I was glad to hear it. I think it's great. I mean, I, well, I posted a comment after or on uh, Discord that is all about sharing our creativities because we, we who have found each other – by a large part, are very creative people, and we need to express ourselves one way or the other. And uh, then the next round of printing will go out. So we'll see what happens there. So that's something else I did today. So, uh, so there you go. Uh, my wife came back very hungry, and I said, well, look, I can stop. I can get you a burger, get you, you know, there's a sub. I can, you know, do this. It's, you know, Harvey's, it's McDonald's, whatever. No, 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 no. But I could tell she was hungry. She needed food. She was tired, hungry, exhausted. And um, she got home, and again, within minutes, she had made three bowls of udon for myself, Daniel, and herself with, you know, the noodles and the extra, all the Japanese things you put and all the bits of shallots or whatever that are chopped up and put in and the, the spices just right. And there we had wonderful hot bowls of udon. Just, I mean, I just can't, I just don't work that way. Now, I did tell her. She's stressed a lot. She She's easily stressed and, and harder for her to relax. I said, you know, you've got to try and be a little more like me sometimes. And she kind of just laughed and said, you know, to the effects of if there were two of us like you, nothing would get done ever. And, and that's totally true. And I said, no, I don't mean all the time, just sometimes. 
Uh, lately, we've shared a few laughs, and that's been a good thing. I've always, I've often said, there's never been enough laughter in our household. Um, but you know, memories and things get distorted when we look back, and and uh, I, I'll find something in the basement bar, and oh, there's a oh yeah, I remember those toys I got the kids, and you know, they did not have an unhappy childhood. And and sometimes in my mind, I, I'm thinking guiltily, like, what could I have done that would have been better and how much more precious time could I have spent? And I know, God, I don't want to get into that again. We've done that thing. We've flogged that dead horse. But still, it's always a little bit there in the back. Yeah. it's. I think it's more of the feeling if you could rewind. There are just some things in life you know you could have done better. And, and it applies not even just with family, with friendships in school and in, in you know, lots of things. But I think it counts more when it's about people that, you know, you're in charge of. All right. I think I'm going to end there. That was all. I just needed to, I feel a little better. I needed to unload a little bit, just get another start here. And now I can go home and uh, <sighs> wait until Tuesday. It's fr- it's Saturday now. I have to wait till Tuesday till my book arrives and then go through it with a fine-tooth comb to see, oh, what else should I change? I don't want to change too much, otherwise the people who have already bought them will feel cheated. So actually, I don't want to change anything except the cover. But I know there's a few places, that, there's a very neat feature of pages where you can do footnotes, and it's so cool. And, and you you design your own style, how small do you want it to be, in italics or whatever, and it appears just at the bottom of the page and shifts all the alignments and takes care of the orphans and widows and everything else. And it's just, ooh, it's so much fun to play with. So uh, I think actually I'd be better off starting a second book. But uh, it would not be the same. I was thinking about that. You know, oh, never mind, Ken. Jesus, save something for another time, eh? All right. Jesus, all right, cut me off, why don't you? Bye. <laughs> uh, bye for now. Scarborough Dude signing out. I love you all. Actually, there's a little happy. I, I do feel the people who I am talking to now, sometimes it shifts. Sometimes I think there's, what if there's an asshole listening? What if there's a jerk out there? Uh, but you wouldn't be listening. So I can think, I can genuinely, heartfeltedly say, <laughs> I really do care about my listeners, and, and I thank you. I really do thank you. Scarborough Dude signing out, hoping you have a pleasant, safe, comfortable, warm, maybe even a little bit of joy in their holiday season. Bye for now.
just so notable that, that okay, this just isn't. There was something consistent through all of this, and this isn't that. But even all through, they, there were clunkers. There were, did they really do that? And part of it is, as an artist, in order to make great art, you've you, you got to make a lot of it, and you've got to take risks, and some of them don't work. Well, that's it. Like, ultimately, I think... And this is more a function of, probably a function of the era that we're in right now. Um, production means more to, production means more to people's uh, appeal to a song than the actual song itself these days. That they, and I'm not saying everybody, but I'm saying generally with pop, let's say pop music, people hear a song in a certain way. I could, you could take any single song, you could take like. Okay. You could take an old Woody Guthrie song and you could dress it up with modern production and people would think that it's, oh, the greatest thing ever. You know, put, put it with the right artist and you put it with the right, you know, technology and, you know. I've got, I've got a little story about that, actually. Yeah. All right. If you want to hear uh, Sean the Duct Tape guy's little story, then you're going to have to tune into Talking is Dead, episode 51. Shit became... What was it? Shit became something. Uh, Shit became real for me when Santa died. Hmm. Okay, well, there's your Christmas section for this podcast. Scrubber dude back at you at Thompson Park. I have uh, have an apology to make. And this is an apology to anybody on this planet who has ever stood behind an old person who... It wasn't just a fuddy-duddy. No, there's nothing, no harm in being a fuddy-duddy. Who doesn't know what they're doing uh, because of something very simple to do with technology. Okay, so yeah, there's the apology. Uh, I'm the guy. I represent everybody. You've stood behind in a line and you're thinking, oh, for fuck's sake... Just get on with it or fuck off. Just get the fuck out of the way. You know, like you didn't say it out loud, of course, but you've thought that. Why is this fucker taking so long? That was me today at Tim Hortons. Um, it's a long story. And I, and I <laughs> yeah, I'll make it short. I promise. Okay. I, I went out today without my wallet. And so, of course, oh, well, doesn't matter. Um, I can still pay for this shipment of the iPhone to Japan, which I just did for $155.05 to send it to him. Promised, you know, within two days. He should get it by Wednesday. He's thrilled. He already got the email in the middle of the night in Japan. Um, UPS, if only I had done that, um, month ago instead of Canada Post. However, that aside, I, I've done the thing. It's off the list, but I found one. I was there. Oh my God, I got to go home, get my wallet. And then the other part of me kicks in. No, no, no. Remember this happened before. You've got your iPhone. You can pay with your iPhone. Your credit cards are loaded. Okay. So no problem. So I thought, well, I could go to Tim Hortons to them without my wallet because I've got a coupon, two for $5, something. I think it was a a farmer's sausage breakfast, a farmer's wrap, I think. I don't know the name, but I was just about to order it. You know, you press it, you, Tim Hortons comes in, hey, these are your offers for the week, you know, six donuts for three forty nine, and uh, this and that. And really all I wanted was that little, like, um, egg McMuffin thing for $1.99. But the other voice in me said, Ken, that's selfish. You got a son at home. He would really enjoy one of a sandwich too. If you're going to get yourself a sandwich, you have to get yourself your son a sandwich. That's just a a voice that says, you know, be be thoughtful, be kind, think of others, not just yourself. So for five dollars, I can get two of these wraps. And in fact, it was very good. I got one sausage, one bacon, with an, you know, an egg and a very nice soft wrap. They're, they're good. So I'm just about, I hit the activate button, activate your offers, and then the phone rings. 
and it's one of my host families, and I'm on the phone for 20 minutes in the parking lot. I'm not in line. I've pulled over. I'm in the parking lot at Tim Hortons. I'm talking for 20 minutes, and then I thought, oh, I, I guess I've activated. I go to check order. Oh, the order didn't go through. Uh, I don't know if it went. I don't want to order twice. I, I don't know if it went through. I can't find the fucking app. Just get in line and just order it. So I order on the. I order. I said I've got the two for five dollars special. She doesn't know what I'm talking about. The classic wrap. Whatever the two, the one that's two for five dollars. I've activated it. That's me talking, trying to explain, not knowing any other language or way of expressing this thing because I don't have this thing open. Telling me exactly what it is I want. It's two for five dollars. I get up to the front. And I can't find, there's a scan thing, I can't find it, I can't, my, my app's not moving, it seems to be stuck. And she says, eight, yeah, yeah, it's okay, it's eight, eight ninety nine. No, 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 the $5 one, I want the $5 one. Well, you ordered the classic breakfast wrap. That's $8.99 or something. No, I, I don't want that, I don't want that. And I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm not losing it. I'll just go home. I'm, I'm actually saying these words to the young cashier at Tim Hortons. I'm actually saying, I don't know. I just want the one that was two for five dollars. Oh my god! I mean, just repeating this story to you is embarrassing, and I, I can't get it. And this goes on. Well, well, she, she, I got to scan the bar. I got to scan the offer. Yeah, I know, and I, I've seen it. I saw it, but I, I can't find it. I don't know where it is. She's, she says, do you mind? Could you hand me your phone? <laughs> so I'm that guy. I hand her my phone. She flips through. She finds the offer. She says, but what you ordered was this, but here, I'll give you this instead. And hits the button, scans it, hands me back my phone. <sighs> I get the thing that's two for five dollars. I just ate one that was delicious. The other one I'm bringing home to my son. And I thought I felt the need to share this because you nobody listening to this podcast, nobody listening to this podcast would have done what I just did. This is this is what an old person does. And I even said, I, I thanked her. I even apologized. I said, I'm, I'm too old for this technology. I know I'm not, for Christ's sake. I just put out a book on this fucking technology. I know what I'm doing. I'm putting out a zine. I can do this shit. But today, it all fell apart. It just all fell apart over a fucking Tim Hortons app. All right. I guess we're done with that. Was that enough? Is that enough of an apology? I'm sure it is. All right. What else? There was something else. Oh, yeah. That was uh, Sean... And uh, Anthony talking about uh, ugh, popular culture. I've just decided I really hate uh, what was uh, they just said his name, Jimmy, you know, the young guy. I thought he was he's kind of cute looking and he seems talented. He can dance and sing and do stuff. Jimmy Fallon. And I heard he had Paul McCartney on and the fucking disgusting level of gushing over Sir Paul McCartney. In his new album, it, oh my God, it makes you sick. It was just so, and this is something, this is why I understand why people like Jason loved Letterman. Letterman would not have sunk to such a level. And this was just, oh my God, you know. And, you know, I guess it works. And anyway, what they had done was something, picked the worst song ever, and it happened to be somebody that Sean was aware of, and uh, this is kind of offensive to take this guy and really make fun of him on TV. But hey, you put yourself out on the internet. I, I don't, I don't, I don't see anything wrong with it. It's just, it's your fault for watching Jimmy Fallon. Hey, you don't like this level of shit? Don't watch Jimmy Fallon. This is the, the as Anthony was getting at the level, the standards <coughs> of popular culture are so fucking low today. You know. They, they're meant to appeal to juvenile minds, and that's what they did. Hey, you want to hear the worst song ever? Here, this guy did it, and uh, this guy happens to be a real person who uh, might have been upset and embarrassed. I don't know. But, uh, hey, if you're going to take that risk, you know, don't want to take that risk. Don't put things out on the Internet. That's all. Um, I, I mean, I've woken up <laughs> three times now thinking, oh, my God, somebody's going to read my book and think, why the hell did he ever put this out? Those thoughts just come to me. You can't help them sometimes. 
you're looking for some kind of assurance. There's four guys. They've parked in the handicap spot, permit only, and I don't know which one is handicapped because all four of them are standing up. They're all young. They've all got hoodies on, and they are just vaping their heads off, and I don't think it's just uh, the alternative to tobacco. But uh, anyway, not my business. I'm going to go take that walk that I need. So uh, this is just another segment that is not Christmassy, um, but um, it's uh, real life. So, hey. Scarborough Dude, signing out. Bye for now from uh, Thompson Park. Gonna take my walk. Make me some hotcakes and sausage. Make them nice and brown. Hotcakes and sausage. Flip them upside down. I'm so tired of roaming. Gone from town to town. Made up my mind now. I'm gonna settle down. So mix them with some loving. That's the real thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, uh, listen, I, uh, you just heard a song. I'm calling that my Christmas song. You've heard uh, Hot Cakes and Sausages and Sausage. Um, it reminds me of the kind of guy who you'd find at the Salvation Army looking for a free meal. And to me, that's Christmas. I mean, my parents always gave to the Salvation Army. There was always the bucket that used to ring the bell. And I know people have criticized them for their policies and their religion, narrow-mindedness, discrimination, etc., etc. But to me, it's still one of the symbols of Christmas I remember. And uh, it was something that meant something to my parents. And so hearing this guy, I mean, I love the song on top of that. It's just, to me, it's just the happiest song uh, and so that guy, you know, it's like Miracle on 34th Street or something. It's just some guy who, you know, give me that food. I need it. I want it. I love it. And uh, so there you go. That was my uh, my, my version of what, what Christmas music is all about. Um, you'll hear a couple of other things, too, I guess. It is now uh, Tuesday, and as promised, uh, December 23rd, my books arrived today. The two copies I ordered, holy shit, they are heavy suckers. I mean, this book weighs a ton. Uh, I like the size. I'm very pleased with the color cover. 
and the color back. It looks good. Um, the um, issue that was pointed out and I referred to earlier, the, earlier, the uh, side title being offline, it's actually the whole front cover should be centered. And if it was moved over a little bit, and it, it's all to do with the PDF file I sent them, because these things are just, you don't have a person sitting there and doing fine work on a typesetter. This is just a computer that's printing these things out. Uh, so anyway, that's got to be fixed. Um, but I like it. I like the choice of letters I used for the cover. It's got a lot of color. These um, uh, stamps of Togo and the letter I wrote to Bruce dated uh, December 16th, 1981, uh, on my way to uh, Togo. So I'm pleased. Um, just... Just one thing, and I, I think I'll change. Oh, gosh, it actually varies. Oh, 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 oh. The margins, they're different on from page to page. Uh, it's a, And I need, I, I think the overall observation is I need to widen the margins. But it's to do with the layout when you send in the PDF. So you've got to, like, you've really got to open this book wide to read all the lines as it crosses the page. So I would say a wider, consistent-sized margin. I don't know why it's different. Uh, yeah. So that is one issue I'd like to fix. But to do that and not add to the page numbers, you can't just widen margins and the flow is going to change. Um, I also see the font. It's a nice big size. Like it's easy to read. Don't really want to change that too much, but I'm thinking maybe one point smaller. Very hard to say. I, or <laughs> looking at it, I think, really? You're going to do that? Is it really worth it? Does it make that big a difference to the people who are buying and reading the book? Uh, I don't know. I'm going to have to put a little thought into that because it would mean going through every letter, all 40 letters, like every page, all 400 pages, and just checking the whole flow. Uh, you change one thing, you've got to change everything. So, um, you know, it's not like you can't read it. Uh, so we'll see. I mean, we'll, I'll, I'll just maybe try and get some other opinions on that. But if it was a problem, and if I do change the and have wider margins, then I would tell anybody who already bought a copy if they... Uh, promise not to scribble in it, um, I would exchange and give a new version for their old version if it comes to that. Uh, in person, I wouldn't do this through mail. So anyway, uh, I know, I know, I know you've all heard enough about this, but you know, hey, this has been a lifelong project. Yeah, they I used larger fonts for the intro. That I would change regardless. Maybe i just start with the intro and the section how to instructions on how to read this book, which I think is a bit funny. Uh, and then the index, I, I made it larger, but it, it really doesn't need to be large. So, all right, anyway, anyway, you know, hey, I just, it's, I've only had it for an hour, so there you go, I had to talk about it. Put that aside. Um, I did another strange thing. Uh, you know, you go on Facebook and suddenly you get these ads pop up, and one ad was, uh, I think it was called Going Back, Looking Back, Back in Time, or something or other. I don't know. Um, I should know because I got the box right here in front of me. I'm not going to open it till Christmas. I went ahead and did it. It is from Picho. Hmm, Picho Danforth Road. Carnforth Road. Expedited parcel. All right. Anyway, um, they made this offer. Hey, how would you like to see your past 10 years from your Facebook photos? And I said, yeah, okay, show me. Show me what you got. And I guess they go through and they pick pictures and lay them out. And it might be the ones that got the most likes or something. They have some kind of algorithm that decides what pictures they're going to put in. And without changing any, I just looked at it and said, yeah. I like that, and it brought back a lot of memories. I do like Facebook for that reason. And uh, I ordered it online, pushed a button, and just said, yeah, I'll take it. And then, of course, right away, the cheap one, they show you, and they say, ah, yeah, but you can have a larger size for just $20 more or something. And, of course, you want the larger size. 
Uh, if you're going to do it, just do it. So every year I get myself a book for Christmas. So this was my book. So I'm not going to open it now. I, uh, I, I, I will. It's left in its binding. So Christmas Day comes and I've got a present. And that is a book of uh, 10 years of uh, Facebook pictures. Now, I take Facebook very seriously. It's not just random. Nobody gets to post on my page. I curate my Facebook postings, pages, images. Uh, there's probably a few pictures that I wouldn't have bothered to print. But rather than start over and say, okay, yeah, all right, take this, not this, it I, I never would have got it done. I just said, sure, I'll take that, which is an unusual thing for me to do. But... Uh, it's done, and uh, I'm kind of happy. I'm happy it arrived uh, as promised before Christmas. That was good service. So the book, they've warned me, before you order 50 copies, you know, if you make a change, get one copy back and then decide if you're going to go ahead and order the 50. So there'll be, you know, this will be uh, sometime late January before I'm done with this. But uh, And then I will plug it once again, and uh, I would like to personally deliver copies to people who... Uh, want to purchase it, you know, at a, at, a, at a social distance, you know, with a mask. Um, but uh, anyway. All right. So I'm just going to keep this short. Uh, we've got, a, I, I guess, gosh, do I really want to talk about something depressing? I, I No, I guess the question is, yeah, I do. The question is, do you want to hear something depressing? And well, let's, let's, just do one. I have two topics that are really, they're really bothering me. But I'll, I'll just do the one. There was a young boy, I think he was maybe 13, 14, new Canadian. Uh, he was shot by a stray bullet from uh, two gangs having a fight in a parking lot outside a condo or something. And a stray bullet, he was just out shopping with his mother. Stray bullet came, hit him in the head. Four days later, he died in the hospital. Uh, and his father has been on TV and saying, you know, I want something done. Uh, the kid was a soccer player, loved it. And it, it's the saddest story. A boy that age to lose it from fucking goddamn assholes running around with guns, playing bang bang, shooting at each other in some turf war. Guys who don't know how to shoot, who have no fucking idea, live in their own world, and this is, you know, I, I guess I. <sighs> Are you supposed to have compassion for the, the the guys who get into gangs and get caught up in this life? I don't. I don't. I don't have any. I realized today, one of the dedications I didn't make, if, if I was going to dedicate this book, it would be to cats. I've never met a cat I haven't loved. And and the thing about cats, me, it's unconditional love. Even a cat that snarls or scratches or runs away and is frightened, I just feel a deep compassion and, what do you call it, love without any restraints, just unconditional love for all cats. And I'm talking even the wild ones, the panthers, the... Tigers, but those I don't get close to. Um, and I, I, I know I could never feel that about humans. And, and this is what, what is it? You know, like you can forgive cats, the mean cats, the, the, well, they're, they're, they're no, they're no, you'd feel if a cat is mean, then you know there's a reason for it, and you feel for it, and you care. But like these guys out shooting guns on the streets over some this or some turf war or whatever the fuck they were fighting about. Guys who go into the Eaton Center and blaze guns and shoot innocent bystanders. Innocent people. Like, life is all we've got. It's the most precious fucking thing there is. It is a miracle. And to have somebody take it out, not even intentionally. They didn't aim at the kid and shoot him. They just didn't know how to fire fucking guns and just shot anywhere. And this poor kid just happened to be there with his mother and got shot. And that's just fucking awful. We'll leave the other. We'll, we'll leave the bit about... Uh, oh, <laughs> you know, I'm tied. My hands are tied. It's Christmas. You're supposed to. Be, you're supposed to spread some cheer and love and kindness and happiness and. 
I, I don't I don't feel any of that. I mean, I, I went out today and bought some stocking stuffers at uh, Shoppers Drug Mart for my for my son. Nothing for my wife, and, and this has been the same many years running. I have got flowers in the past. I mean, there's still time for that, but oh, all right. We'll leave it there. I'll come back. I promise I'll come back. I'll see if we can make some kind of a shift. If I can get into some kind of a a happy place. Scarborough Dude, signing off. Can you tell by the rings now which vehicle I am in? Yes, this is the uh, Toyota. I am at Bluffers Park. It is mid-afternoon on a rainy Christmas Eve day. And uh, I'm in the middle of 
uh, errands. I shouldn't be recording this now. I should be doing the errands, but uh, I um, came down brimly and thought, well, just keep on going. Bluffers is at the foot, so here we are. Uh, My last uh, job is to uh, pick up either Tia Maria or Kahlua, one of those sweet drinks that, uh, you know, you traditionally celebrate around Christmas, Christmas time with. Uh, these are my wife's instructions. She is out doing grocery shopping. She finished early at work today and uh, is picking up some stuff. Uh, my other job, one more, is to at 5.30 go to Niji and pick up the sushi tray, sushi maggie tray. This is a big $60 tray of sushi. You get a lot but uh, it's the uh, season to enjoy and celebrate, and we do celebrate with food in this house. We had plans to have Christmas dinner uh, takeout from a French restaurant. They do set courses. It's wonderful. Camino on the Danforth, an excellent place. But sadly, I phoned and talked to the uh, uh, one of the maybe owners, or uh, she's somehow connected to the family, uh, it's a Japanese chef, and um, the, he does French stuff. It's very nice. We rarely go there, but uh, very sad that, of course, because of the pandemic, uh, they're closed. Um, so that was out. So we're going to have to make do with our own, I think. Uh, so, oh, I don't know what else. We got it is stuff. I know my wife will come back with more, and there'll be a lot of eating over now and New Year's, because um, in Japan... New Year's is the big celebration, and it's a little more like our Christmas. So uh, there'll be more food. There'll be more drinks. I've got uh, bubbly and uh, wines and beers and lots of stuff. So it's all good. I'm feeling a little better. I usually do by the 24th. And for those of you out there shouting, Dude, get your wife something for Christmas, for Christ's sake. Um, I did. Um, I was chatting with my son out in Vancouver, and uh, he gave me a few suggestions. Uh, flowers, a bit too late. It's very hard to get flowers on Christmas Eve, and uh, you get them too early, and it's not worth it. So I, I might do that for New Year's. That's then that's a better opportunity. Uh, should be something red and white, celebrating Japanese colors. Anyway, um, what he suggested, look, she's really into crafts. So I looked up craft stores, and there's a place called Michael's, which I've never been into. And so I drove there, and a big sign outside, uh, online shopping only, uh, and you can go and pick it up. And that's not the way I shop. I, I shop by picking up stuff, looking at it, and it speaks to me. Yes, 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 I want this, I want this. Doing it online is a very different experience. So I've got a bag full of stuff. Uh, and I'm just going to tell her, look, if anything you don't want, we'll just change it, whatever, or give it away. But at least there'll be something for her. And it's it's nice. There's a lot of basics, a lot of things to draw and, and you know, paper and all kinds of stuff. Um, it's something. Okay, let's just put it there. I mean, it may not be what she wants, but it is something. And I feel a little better about it. And, uh, yeah, so going forward... Uh, yeah, so what else did I do today? Well, my God, I uploaded the newer version of the, uh, of the book, Waiting for Now. I told you, um, the cover was off-center. I'm feeling that anybody who bought an early copy, I should offer to reimburse them, either trade for a new copy, providing theirs is not written in and pages folded, you know, when I get the new ones, if I can meet this person, trade for a new one. And most people won't bother because the letters, there's nothing changed other than the title being settled or centered, uh, except that there are a lot of pages almost blank, like, you know, just a couple of lines at the top of the page and then goes on to the next story, the next letter. And on those pages, I did post some photos. Now, they're not going to be good quality photos. It's, this is not design. This is the sort of cheaper paper, black and white. Uh, so they don't reproduce well at all. Cover is fine, but the letters themselves don't. Uh, and that doesn't matter. So, But I did fill up some of the space, and I feel, well, then those people who bought early, I don't want them to feel cheated, you know. It's like a new version comes out after you bought the old one. So I'm going to offer to either exchange or mail the person $5 back. Just send $5 back to them and say, here, you, you get a discounted. I mean, I know that sounds ridiculous, 
but I'll I'll make the offer anyway. I just you know it'll just it'll make me feel better. So anyway, and uh, we'll go from there. But I thought for the day to finish this one off, which was fitting. Oh, by the way, I was going to play a John Lennon song about you know. So this is Christmas. Give me a chance. And I found out that Eric Skilling out in uh, Calgary doesn't like that song. So I can't play it now. And you don't want to get on Eric's bad side. That's all I'm going to I'll just leave it there. So I'm taking that out. I'll find another song. I'm listening to Eleven Rockets now. Maybe I'll just put it in Eleven Rockets. Nothing to do with Christmas. Just a song I like and hope that satisfies him. Uh, but what I thought would be appropriate, given this is Christmas tomorrow, by the time I release this tomorrow morning, it will be Christmas Day, is to read a letter from you written exactly 40 years ago on Christmas, December 25th, 1980, from my village in Uzaraway. So this is, uh, it, it seems very fitting that this would land on, this podcast will land on Christmas Day, and that I would uh, have the book in my hand, which I'm going to read to you from. So the letter is entitled, because I gave them all titles, More and More Like Paradise. And it was written from uh, OG and Any Girls Grammar School, P.O. Box 13, Uzaraway, via Ouchie, Bendel State, Nigeria, to my parents, uh, 624 40th Avenue, Lachine, uh, December 25th, 1980, so 40 years ago. Dear folks, Merry Christmas. It's long gone by the time you receive this. But here in Afoa, now it's Christmas Day, and my friends, Brian, Kevin, and Michael, and I, are sitting out on my porch in our shorts, enjoying a cup of tea with a taste of gin, and reading, listening to music, or writing letters home. Very pleasant day. Two children, Bosse and Sule, have joined us, the little one very cute, and fond of the Oyibos, white man, and my biscuits. This morning, Kevin made hot biscuits, and later, Brian and I will cook supper. Ham, potatoes, beans, and fresh pawpaw. Michael is just beginning to prepare pineapple-flavored ice cream for dessert. Not bad, huh? We even found a bottle of German white wine in Ouchi, a steal at 5 naira 50 kobo, $11. The ham, a 32-ounce Danish ham in a can, cost us over $22 Canadian but it'll be a treat. Christmas Eve was a little unusual. We shopped in Ouchie and came back for palm wine. My friends don't get it up north. And then some very tasty goat meat with yam and a goosey, which we all enjoyed. Joseph, from where I eat, went out at night with a torch, chunks of calcium carbide mixed with water to produce acetylene, for light, on his head, and his old rifle to try and get us a grass-cutter, cane-rat, or antelope. But the moon was too bright. Then we got in a taxi for another hair-raising ride into Auchi and saw The Killer Boxers, a terrible kung-fu picture, my first and last, and an indoor open-air theater, a seedy part of town, but interesting and we first had a beer outside at a table with Christmas lights overhead and the lights of Ouchie down below. The real highlight of the holiday, so far, was visiting Somorica, very well-known Juju village, where people come from all over West Africa to visit its shrine and get protection from evil spirits. We watched a few people go through the ceremony in their underwear, but we declined. The village is up the hill, with only one almost impassable road leading to it, so it's quite secluded. We got into a taxi with a fellow whose father had a farm at the top of the mountain, said and believed to be full of spirits. An amazing stroke of luck, as he took us to the top of the hill, which we wouldn't have done on our own. An incredible view of the clean village down below, surrounded by lush vegetation and hidden from the rest of Nigeria. We passed several shrines where our guide made strange signs, and some where he didn't stop to show us, but where we caught glimpses of offerings, pots and things, and a strange head with white eyes staring out, carved, not human. At the top of the hill, 
was a pointed rock called the woman, visible from down below, and said to be the body of a woman who refused to follow the ways of the times and leave an offering for the spirits, and so was turned to stone. From up top and behind, where we climbed to, the rock did look like the torso of a woman, the way Henry Moore might carve one. A beautiful place with many unusual trees and plants we had never seen before. An interesting place to be, and enjoyable, as we had about half a dozen village children with us. The trail back led us through the father's farm, with papa's cola nuts and cocoa. Two youngsters shimmied up a tree and brought down fresh papas for us to eat in the forest. The first time I really felt I was in Africa, the way I used to imagine it. Wonderful. The images are fixed in my mind and will be for a long time. And here we sit in the warm sunshine, watching the egrets on the lawn. Sister Vera came by with Christmas mail, the letter from Dick, Sandra, and Julia, a card from the Rosses, and the card from Barb. Got your card and letters last week. Thank you. Hope the tape I sent arrived. So it's a nice Christmas in Nigeria. We even enjoyed my tape of A Child's Christmas in Wales by Dylan Thomas and the carols I taped at Barbara's. We toasted our families back home and hope 1981 is a good year for all of us. We leave tomorrow for Calabar and look forward to seeing the other Cusos and the partying which will go on. I don't start school until the 12th, so may head back to Gongola State and Bouchi to see Michael and Brian's postings and taste the, the life amongst the Hausa, so different from down here. I'll write again. Meanwhile, all's well, and I'm continuing to enjoy my life here. It seems more and more like paradise. Hopefully, I'll be able to send some pictures eventually. Take care. Enjoy this miraculous gift of life. The Bougainvilleas in full bloom. Christmas Day. Ken. So, boys and girls, that was it. Seemed a fitting way to end this podcast. All things considered. And uh, I wish you and yours a happy holiday. Ah, may you find some peace and comfort and joy and uh, share some love with those you care about. This is the Scarborough Dude signing off. See you next year. Bye for now. Guys, this is great. Not only will I be able to put food on the table and pay all my bills, I'll also be able to finance my Christmas album. Sessions presents A Peter Griffin Christmas. Featuring such standards as... Everybody look at the snow in the yard. And who could forget... I brought these gifts for you. They're up in my bum. And everyone's favorite... La, 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 look at the bells, look at the bells. Holy crap, here comes Jesus, and he doesn't look too happy. Merry Christmas, everyone. Thank <laughs> you.